0: Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of the In No Hurry podcast. This is your host, Cole Douglas Claiborne. Excited to be back with you guys this week for another episode. We've got a great show for you this week, but before I introduce this week's guest, I do want to invite you to check out my newsletter on Substack. You can find the link to that in the show notes, or if you head over to my website, ColeClaiborne.com, you can find a button there on the homepage where you can subscribe. You've heard me talk about Substack before. It's a really cool platform where you can write, blog, you can talk with your audience. It's kind of a a mix between social media and blogging. It's a really cool platform that is gaining a lot of popularity. A lot of writers are over there. A lot of bloggers are hanging out over there. So would love for you to check out my newsletter. You can subscribe for free. I'll be doing some giveaways and talking about books that I'm reading and other things. So make sure you head over there to subscribe. Y'all, I am super excited for this week's guest. This is a guy that I wanted to have on for quite a while now, and I'm super excited that we were able to link up and record a show together. My guest this week is Josh Benson. If you're on TikTok, then you know him as Josh Benson, the rapper. He is quickly becoming one of the most popular guys on TikTok, I would say, at least in the Christian sphere. He is super funny. His videos, really, they do a good job of addressing i think some very real issues going on in christian culture but he obviously does it with humor which is something that we have needed so much of these last couple years humor and levity and just the ability to bring light to what has been a pretty difficult two years i think is such a skill and super grateful for guys like josh and super grateful that i came across his videos really about a year ago and have been watching them on TikTok and seen him grow. And so I'm really excited for you guys to hear basically his story. I mean, he he has a heart for Jesus, a true, genuine heart for Jesus. And that really comes through in his comedy. And he hopes that that comes through with the messages that he's trying to really display and share in the videos that he creates. I'll be honest, I did not know how deep this conversation would go, and I'm super excited for you guys to hear. We got into some pretty serious topics. We talked about faith deconstruction and comparison and really just a lot of issues that go on in modern church culture. So I'm super excited for you guys to hear this conversation. Definitely check him out on TikTok after you listen to this conversation. Here is my new buddy, Josh Benson. Well, I'm excited to be joined with Josh Benson, better known on TikTok as Josh Benson, the rapper. You got, what, 411,000 TikTok 411, followers. baby.
1: Yeah, we're getting up there. <laughs> so,
0: welcome to the show, man. How are you?
1: I'm good, man. Thanks for having me on. How are you doing?
0: Good. Yeah, I, we were talking before we recorded. I, I stumbled across your account. I'm not sure when it was, sometime in the past year, but I think the first video that I came across was uh, one where you were kind of making fun of the uh, Christian radio stations and their constant uh, <laughs> pledge drives that they do. Oh, and this yeah. is something I was showing my wife that video earlier at dinner, and, and she was cracking up because we always joke about it. Every time I turn on one of the Christian radio stations, it's always a uh, a pledge drive. So we'll, we'll kind of get into your videos. Uh, those that don't know Josh, he's a, a TikTok creator, YouTube creator, comedian, also a rapper, I, I believe. Uh,
1: in, in a past life, yeah. We need to drop in, some past- music, but it's been a second. <laughs>
0: Yeah, well, uh, introduce yourself to to the listeners that maybe aren't as familiar with you. Uh, who are you, kind of just as a as a human? We know you as the creator on on TikTok, yeah. but uh, who are you as a, as a guy? And and how did that inspire kind of your your creations that you have on on the internet?
1: Yeah, man. Uh, for those who it, it's a large population of people who don't know who I am, so that's okay. <laughs> uh, in some spheres, I'm just known as Sydney's husband. Uh, in fact, in a lot of places, my wife has the clout, and I'm just kind of tagging along. Um, but yeah, I, I am a TikTok guy through and through, uh, as far as like the content that I create and we'll kind of regurgitate it on other platforms and stuff. Um, but yeah, to your point, man, um, uh, you know, I definitely, uh, believe, you know, I'm, I'm a man of faith first things first. Um, uh, but yeah, it, making content about the church and kind of the Christian ease, right. Uh, I think you hit on it. You, you picked up TikTok whenever COVID hit My two COVID habits are golf, which I'm still horrible at, and then TikTok, which kind of took off. So, you know, wish wish golf could be just as good, but, you know, picked it up. And, you know, a lot of people don't know this, before I really got into the, the church side of TikTok, uh, I thought it would be really funny uh, to make just like random kind of videos uh, for like a while. I was recording like slices of bread around my house just to <laughs> kind of, it, it was so dumb. Um, and it was to like the Lionel Richie saxophone song. I forget what the name of it is. But yeah, So dumb. And one day I was kind of like, hey, this is stupid. Like, let's actually do something. And so I remember specifically, right, this was like, goodness, June 2020, we're still locked up, can't go anywhere. I made a video and it was to make fun of my buddy from college because we were in college as I think some Christian men were, maybe a bit of tools, right? You know, trying to be yeah. a womanized, whatever. And so I made this video to poke fun at him. And I literally, you know, clicked post and I sent it to him like, hey, look at this. This is hilarious, right? <laughs> Go to beds. And then I wake up and it's got, you know, 300,000 views like overnight. And I remember my buddy, he, he texted me, and he's like, first of all, you know, I hate you for, for making this persona about me. But then he goes, don't let this be it. You know, he's like, this is like something you you struck a nerve because there's people from like Wyoming, North Dakota being like, oh, yeah, yeah, this guy exists here too. You know, oh, yeah, this guy exists in Australia. And I'm like, what? And from there, it's just like striking gold, dude. Like, oh, people resonate with this. And so that's kind of taken a life of its own. Yeah
0: what's different about TikTok from other social media platforms? Cause it, it just, you know, it was, became so addicting to me during COVID mm, and I hate it, time. but you know, there's, there's a lot of good that's in there. It's I mean, there's a lot of bad, but there is a lot of good and there's a lot of humor. And I think during COVID we needed, we needed comedy. I think really oh, yeah. at, at any season of life, big we time. need comedy, but um, you know, th- was that just kind of your, your heart was like trying to, to breathe some levity into what was obviously a pretty difficult situation.
1: Yeah, as far as why I joined TikTok.
0: Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, big time.
1: I I was bored. You know, my roommates. I was living with uh, four guys at the time in East Texas, right? I mean, rent was dirt cheap. None of the gentlemen I was living with at the time were Christian. Um, they all made fun of me for getting TikTok. You know, but it it was kind of a, a running joke, right? Is, uh, you know, something to just kind of kill time. You know, I had already watched every Netflix series that dropped by then, and so it was very much so like I'm bored. You know, and I can only afford so much golf. So like, let's just watch TikTok for a little while. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah, that's good. Yeah, I started playing golf during during COVID as well, and yeah. that was when uh I started having like repeated back spasms because I was not oh, trained no. to play golf, and I was uh I I was basically swinging it. I grew up. I was a tennis player. And yeah. I played baseball too. And I was out there just swinging the golf clubs. Like, like I, like I, I was like leaning on my back leg. Like I was yeah, taking you know, some daddy. Driving hats, a ball. Right? Just trying to, so, it. yeah, <laughs> I was trying to, you know, I <laughs> was trying to drive the green and all this stuff. And then I realized I was like, my back is on fire. Yeah. Uh, And I'm still dealing with those. So yeah, I, uh, I Dude. played a ton of golf during 2020, but then just kind of got, I bought some clubs and then 2021 uh, I was pretty busy with some other stuff. Didn't play golf as much. And so I miss it, but yeah, I was I was my that yeah. and TikTok. Like you said, those were kind of my my go-tos. Um, but man, I just like I, I love the heart behind your videos. Like they're just like they're hilarious. Like the characters that you create you, are bro. hilarious. I think one of the uh the more popular ones is this guy, the church chad. And so yeah, those yeah. for those that are maybe uh not as hip with the lingo, what what is a church chat? I think I think the Gen Zers, the millennials listening will will understand yeah. it, but uh, you know, my parents, if they tune in, they may not know what that is. So How how would you describe that character and people that that had gone to, especially like a mega church, they'd probably come across the church chat or
1: two? Probably so many. Yeah, I always begin the church chat description with it's the guy or a church Chelsea, a woman. um, It's the person (laughs) that says, you know, hey, God told me you're my wife. God told me you're my husband. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Using, you know, more or less God, using kind of the things in the church uh, that are good and manipulating them for kind of their own personal gain usually for like dating and, 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 you know, attracting the opposite sex. So I always consider the church chat as that guy that's just manipulative, kind of like sleazy almost Yeah, knows exactly what to say though. So like our parents would love him. Cause he can just be like, you know, Oh, you know, you know, just the perfect regurgitated Christianese line, but oh, people yeah. our age more kind of like see through it. it goes, and we're like, Oh, you know, this guy is just twisting everything so that he can get what he wants. So that's kind of the church chat is the, smooth yeah. talking very you know kind of sleazy you know douchey and you're kind of rubbed the wrong way by him usually
0: yeah yeah you and i think you've done some collabs but there's the other guys mm-hmm. and it's like caleb caleb something caleb. i forget yeah. his name absolutely yeah, caleb he's hilarious awesome. He's awesome dude he's he's done some similar videos i think there was one i was trying to find it a while back but there was one where um you guys were like almost like trying to out church chat each other yeah. in the video <laughs> and that was really funny because it's like it just, like you said, it's almost like the, uh, yeah, like God told me that I'm supposed to marry you. And I I've heard artists, uh, talk about this on another podcast where they've had fans come up to them, like musicians come up and they would say mm-hmm. like total strangers come up and say, God told me I was supposed to marry you. And the artist was like, huh, that's funny. Cause God didn't tell me that. So, yeah. uh, yeah, that's, that's such a funny concept. Um, but you know, we, we were kind of talking earlier too, just about this idea of like, celebrity church culture. And, you know, I, I think that there there are some underbelly type themes that, you know, in your videos that there there are some things that that are kind of damaging in the church culture. And, and one of those mm-hmm. I think has become just this idea of like, I do think there is a lot of disingenuousness, if that's a word, in the in the church, you know, especially yeah. among young adults. Um and what I mean by that is I do think people have kind of weaponized their faith. I think that we see that happen with even in recent years with celebrity uh, celebrity pastors, musicians oh, yeah. that have abused their platform and things like that. Uh, I feel like to some degree, your, your videos are kind of drawing awareness to the hypocrisy that you do see yeah. in the church. Um, where 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 does your heart lie with these? And obviously you're using mm-hmm. comedy to bring attention to it, but like what what ultimately, what, like what message do you want viewers to see, especially those that are maybe skeptical of the Christian faith that have maybe been burned yeah. by the church in the past? you know, it's like, yeah, there is some, some crap that goes on in the church, but like at the end of it, like we're serving Jesus and that's not, not man. So like, what, what's kind of like, what's your, what's your message that you're hoping people get when they watch your videos?
1: Man, that's a good question. And it's something that I kind of wrestle with a lot, right? Because kind of on the flip side of what I believe I'm doing, and I'll, I'll kind of hit on that in a second, there's always for every person that's like, you know, love your videos, love what you're doing. There's someone that's like, you know, you're actively pushing people away from church. Like you're yeah. you know, really bold for, you know, trying to convince people to not go. And and I don't think that that's, you know, that's not my heart. I don't want people to mm-hmm. stop, you know, following Jesus. You know, I, I never want that to happen. Um, do I want people to like think maybe critically about maybe the church they call home at times or the community? Sure. Um, But my heart behind it is, dude, you know, I believe that, you know, we love God by being obedient to God and following his commandments and following the personal convictions that the Holy spirit gives us. But I think that there are, as we've seen Christians who take their personal convictions uh, and they can kind of throw them onto, you know, other Christians and be like, this is law. Or then we, we see other Christians who maybe take uh, kind of the scripture and twist it. And that's kind of the church chat, right? More or less people that kind of manipulate things and more or less, you know, preach like a distorted gospel. Um, and I don't think that's Jesus. And I think that's why we see like a bunch of deconstruction now and we can hit on that later. But my heart is that I want to bring awareness to that. Right. I want people to see like, you know, Hey, if you were burned by this person, I hope, you know, I'm a Christian. I think it's whack too. Like we're not protecting our own out here. Like I'll readily throw a church, Chad persona to the wolves. If it means that someone can be like, Oh, you know, like I was hurt by that person, but now I feel validated and maybe there's a little bit of healing there. So that's my heart. Right. It's just, kind of bringing exposure to like some of the things that's in the past, maybe the church has kind of turned a blind eye to mm-hmm. um and being like, it's real. It's not super frequent, thank goodness, but it's real. Yeah. And you're valid if you feel like you've been wronged by this person. And I, I hope that it helps you heal. And I hope that it really makes you take a step back and say, you know, was I following the church and the community or was I following Jesus? And hopefully, you know, push you back to following Jesus. So yes. that's my heart behind it, right? I wrestle yeah, with that a lot, though.
0: You kind of touched on it there at the beginning. I mean, do do you get a lot of uh, like feedback, like in terms of like, do people DM you like incredulous about the videos that you post, like almost like self righteous type Christians that are offended? I mean, do you get any of that negative pushback on your videos?
1: Absolutely, absolutely. And I feel as though
0: I think how do, how do you deal with that? I guess how do you respond
1: man, to those people? Man, it's tough. It, it, it certainly is different now than it was when I first started. Um, because now I have a bit more of a support system, right? When I first started, I have like four roommates that aren't Christian. So it's just kind of me, they don't kind of vent right. to about it. And they're like, I don't really understand. I'm like, yeah, whatever. Now I have like my <laughs> wife and I have, you know, a community uh, of people that I can kind of, you know, check with and they'll hold me accountable. But yeah, it, it happens. Um, I would say a good chunk of it is probably based out of legalism. Um, every year I get a kick out of it because I kind of go through the Halloween stuff. Like, hey, you can go trick-or-treating if you're a Christian. And then there there is a legalistic squad of people that are like, you know, I don't know if you heard about the actual traditions of Halloween and, and, you're, and you're like, okay, I get it. You know, you didn't go get Kit Kats from your neighbor. That's fine. You know, <laughs> I, I'm not practicing witchcraft because I did. So right. I think a lot of it's rooted in legalism. I think they all mean well. You know, I always kind of feel for them because usually the people that do kind of throw shade, you'll kind of peep their bio at times. And I'll see they're like 18, 19. And yeah. in my mind, I think of who I was when I was 18, 19. Um, and still a bit newer in my faith. And with that, I think I was also legalistic because I think oh, I yeah. viewed following Jesus as like this rat race of like, yeah, like I'm going to be the best one. You know, like I'm going to sin the least and I'm going to, you know, and as I've gotten older, and I'm sure same for you, Cole, it's kind of been more or less like, yo, we're all so messed up. And yeah. I just, you know, I really want to support my brothers and sisters and I'll hold them accountable, but you know, I'm, I'm not better than <laughs> anyone I I run into. So it, it's, it, there's not a lot of legalism left.
0: <laughs> yeah. What have you learned about your own faith and, and relationship in God through all of this? I mean, I'm sure that you've had people push different perspectives on you and, mm-hmm. and I mean, being a, being in a public, I mean, 411,000 followers, that's a lot of followers more than I've ever yeah. had, you know, and that's a lot. Of, I mean, that's a lot of people like, You know, even whenever I look at like who listens to this podcast, I'm like, man, that's like sometimes like a you know, the amount of a small church. It's like you don't realize sometimes the amount of people that are watching your stuff. And it's like, man, there's a lot of people that are hearing this. Uh and you probably maybe have gotten some some more negative feedback than maybe you would have guessed at the start. I don't know, but also positive feedback too. But of course, but just this just this experience of kind of being in a public spot with a platform. Uh, What has that done with you and your faith in God? I mean, have you learned anything different about God or maybe not necessarily learned anything different, but has that um, confirmed anything about your relationship with God or faith in God or anything like that?
1: Yeah, it it definitely has made me uh, from the start really till now know what I'm talking about. Um, It certainly has put a bit more pressure to be like in the word, but kind of for the sake of knowledge, Um, especially because there's like weight with this. Because I don't want to be the guy. Because there are people on social media that do it, and I'm sure you see it, that are preaching a a very distorted gospel. And oh yeah, I never want to do that. You know, I'm I'm okay with pushing the envelope a little bit and being humorous, but like if you know with my message or whatever I say, I never want to point someone a direction opposite of the gospel. So like, the big thing has been you better know what you're talking about, or like you'll be exposed. And even if you're not exposed when I die, I'm going to go see God. He's going to be like, Hey buddy, you know, (laughs) this was not it. And so I really, that's been the first thing It's kind of like knowledge. Um, I think I've realized too, how poorly, especially early on, and even still how poorly I react to, I guess, some of those comments, right. People with like legalism and, and bringing in like a little bit of shade. Like if I'm having a bad day, like my instant reaction is just to like go off on them. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I think that in itself is another form of legalism. So look at me, you know, tides turning. So I think that's been like another thing is being like, look at how you treat people that disagree with you. Um, I think life was like easy to be agreeable with everyone when I was not really online. Uh, Mm -hmm. Like at college, you just kind of hang out with who you're friends with. And it's like, yeah, we all agree all the time not so yeah. much the case anymore, right? And so yeah. I'm having to be a kinder person. Can you believe that? God, God is calling us to be kinder people. It's it's amazing. So yeah. that's kind of what, what I've been trying to just learn. And it's it's been a process really since I started.
0: Well I, I think it's really refreshing to hear that because I'm sure you do have people that that are in your DMs challenging you on the actual doctrine of your faith. And just like God calls us, you know, we want to be able to give an account for what why we believe what we believe. Oh yeah what is what is your background like what did you study in college like did you study anything bible related where did you go i should have asked this earlier but where did where did you go to college and did you study anything bible related or has this kind of just been you getting in the word yourself and studying Mm -hmm. as well
1: yeah dude i grew up baptist like east texas baptist since i was like six parents threw me in the church didn't let me out um i went to a junior college played baseball uh, I sucked, so I got cut after two years. And then I I went to Stephen F. Austin uh, in Nacogdoches, which is not a Bible college. It, it's SFA, and the running joke is it stands for sex, fun, and alcohol. So party school, <laughs> not even remotely a Bible college. I actually found okay. an immaculate community there, funny enough. Uh, church met in a barn. It was amazing. But all that to say... Uh, Never really studied it. I, I studied. I was a kinesiology major uh, just because I thought I wanted to be a baseball coach my whole life. So mm-hmm. it really just kind of have always been involved in a community in some aspect or another. Just like since I was five years old.
0: Mm-hmm. What What do you do full time? I, I, this is basic questions I should have asked at the at the start. <laughs> but what What do you do? I mean, is is the comedy thing your full time, or what? Do, what do you do full time work? I <laughs> wish.
1: No, I'm a, I, I do like uh, financial planning. Um, okay. Yeah, yeah. I get to, strictly over the phone. So I get to like work from home majority of the time, but yeah. not nine to five is that, but because I'm at home um, and I can kind of structure my day and, and get ter- take care of what to get taken care of. I can kind of, you know, bust out the ring light at like two o'clock yeah. when I feel shackled by corporate America. And I'm like, Hey, I can go make yeah. this funny video. So, yeah. yeah.
0: Work from home life is is awesome. Love I just it, started so this new I, I was a teacher for five years and uh just left in May. Um I, I work from home. This is my office here. And it's just it's it's such a nice change of pace. So yeah, it's that's nice, uh dude. that's cool. I, yeah, I should, should ask that, but I mean, how do you how do you uh like do, do the people that you work with know kind of about your social media presence and uh do, like how do you I don't know, leverage that to be a light for for Jesus in your own workplace?
1: yeah it's definitely difficult i feel like um I, I won't say who i work for but my job definitely right and, and i respect it it's very much so uh not really a spot to talk about a lot of beliefs whether it's politically whether it's religious um i will say that i've had a good number of people at, at work whether we're in person or even online which is crazy uh they'll hear my voice someone heard my voice when i called a colleague and they're like wait you sound familiar and i was like what <laughs> So, it, it, it's crazy instances, and that definitely has opened the door. Um, it, it doesn't really open the door enough at work to really talk about things blatantly. But my hope is yeah. that, like, bringing that to someone at work, you know, I, I'm not going to be the person that saves someone, anyways. Bringing that to someone at work, I would hope that it just provokes enough kind of thought, you know, pokes at their heart enough to where they can do something like outside of work, whether it's read the word, text someone that they actually have, like, a good relationship with not some random guy that they know at work that's on tiktok you know
0: yeah that's good yeah um want to get into this kind of going back to your characters uh kind of changing i guess back to that do you have a do you have a favorite character that you created or just a, fa- a favorite series like that you that you started with these different characters
1: <laughs> i really love <laughs> um dude i love when i get to throw a towel on my head and be a woman like, do you remember when Vine <laughs> I was made telling my wig? wife the other day, I was
0: like, I've was like, i seen all these people that like when they imitate a female on TikTok now, that's like the thing is to put a towel Just on their head. put a towel on your head.
1: It, it's so amazing. Like Vine started that and people now, I think it's like Gen Zers that didn't have Vine. They're like, why don't you buy a wig? I'm like, you don't get it. Part of the comedic value is throwing a towel on your head and saying, I'm a woman now. So anytime I do like a Katie Lee or like a girl Christian YouTuber, uh, like poking fun at the... Um, Oh, what are those two girls? Uh, Cody Co did a thing on them too. Oh, yeah. Um, You know, I'm talking about whether kind of poking fun at them or uh, doing that. That's fun. But I also really do love uh, the Christian radio one to kind of what you were saying, like holding the mic yeah. up and just picking a song that my mom loved back in the early 2000s and be like, yeah, that's what <laughs> it's we're playing. Toby Mac audio Mack.
0: journaling. <laughs> man I swear and I, look and I get it like they've gotta they've gotta do that um but it's just it seems yeah. like I, I mostly listen to Spotify but like the times that I do turn on the radio and it's on Love, it's like or you know any of them Caleb um gosh what are the Christian family radio whatever yeah. else there is it's always a pledge drive it's always a pledge hey, drive man, and it's always like two
1: weeks out of the year they just it's always like style.
0: you could be the difference you could be the difference if you called you got to call during this song four minutes now to change a life, and it's like everything it's always urgent so it's it's just funny to me like i know they got to do it and i i'm not knocking it for it. it's just funny that it's like that is the thing is the is yeah. blood
1: the, the caleb comments every time like i've caleb and i follow each other um they comment every time i make a caleb video and every time they comment i beg them for a job and they won't offer me so <laughs> I'm waiting. I'm waiting for a K-Love, you know, person to reach out to me and be like, hey, today's your day. Come, just come on the radio and ask for money. I'll do it. They can pay me crumbs. Yeah. I will show up to the studio. Yeah, <laughs> I'm ready to go. That's awesome.
0: Uh, I mean, this is, I think, an area that, that you do well in. I mean, as Christians, I, I feel like, you know, we're, it can be very, very intimidating, I think, to to be outspoken about our faith and to share our faith with people. Um, Some people are are able to do that easier. Like like I'm, I'm a writer by trade, so I do a lot of writing and that's how I share my faith. Not as much like evangelizing one-to-one face-to-face. I do get intimidated by that, but I do think social media, particularly TikTok, things that have, um, you know, a video component where you can see people, it presents a unique opportunity to bring comedy that maybe is a way to get people into the door. And then they maybe hear a message about, about Jesus what, mm. what advantage, I mean, we hear all the time about the negative parts of social media, you know, what, what are some good parts that you've seen, uh, mm. just from your experience being on TikTok, doing this, being on YouTube, doing this, uh, that, you know, Hey, there's actually some light here in this space, you know, as, as a Christian, I guess, what, what encouragement maybe would you give to, uh,
1: to other Christian creators too? Yeah. Yeah. I definitely feel like social media, I mean, you're exactly right. There's probably a million and one bad things. Um, and, and we could talk about those till we're blue in the face. But like from a Christian standpoint, I mean, connectivity, whenever COVID hit, there was never a doubt you could always find a uh, through TikTok, like a Zoom Bible study with a, a reputable creator, like people that I, w- I would go to their Zoom Bible study. Yeah, like they're, they're dope. I, I feel like, you know, you'll never lack uh, community some people need it in person i'm one of those people I, I wouldn't feel comfortable some people like they love an online community you know and they'll ball out on it and that i think that that's great too but i think even more than that kind of seeing people be able to rally uh just around a specific cause uh i don't know if you saw the TikTok like some guy raised like $150,000 for a lady he was working with at walmart to help her retire uh she wasn't as grateful as i thought she'd be but beside the point like the fact that we can do that <laughs> we can make a video uh, and raise that much money, you know, and of course we see more instances like that. So, you know, I think that there's been a lot of like ways to rally around specific things. Um, and in the Christian world, I feel like that's an extremely great way to bless somebody is by when they need something the absolute most, and it's like a health condition or whatever, is like donating money, you know, and like helping make ends meet for somebody. So I I would say that that's, super encouraging things that i see like on tiktok specifically but just social media
0: yeah i think that that's really good because it's just like you know i'm on twitter and right now everybody's just decrying the the state that twitter is in because of the elon Musk takeover and you know it's and i've always liked twitter especially as a journalist because it's one of the best ways for journalists to communicate with other journalists with an audience to share their work but man there is some just like any social media i mean there's just a lot of uh yeah negative parts of it and and a lot of what i write about really is about comparison and i think certain certain social media platforms instagram being one of them really play into that uh and and i think that for anybody who's a a creator you know i've struggled with this even with this podcast kind of have an imposter syndrome and things like that Um, oh yeah what what encouragement would you give to to maybe like creators that they're wanting to use their platform to to share the gospel but you know, like I, as, as a writer, you know, I'm trying to write a book and I've talked about this plenty of times on here. We're told over and over again by publishers, you got to have a certain type of platform, you got to have a certain number of followers to, to be able to mm-hmm. reach people. Otherwise, they're just, you know, business wise, they're like, we don't know that people would buy your book, which I get it, but it causes, I think, some people to chase after numbers versus really the the heart of what they're oh, yeah. trying to do, the message. Uh, what encouragement would you give to young creators that that maybe get caught up in that, that if their heart really is to share Jesus, but it's easy to get caught up in kind of the worldly aspect of social media? Have you dealt with that? And maybe what has been your your way of fighting against that? And what encouragement yeah. would you give?
1: Oh, yeah. There's times when on, on, a mul- on a multitude of occasions, like I'll make a video and either my, I'll be convicted about it. My wife will probably say something or one of my buddies and it's just like, dang, but that would do numbers. You know i was saying? Yeah. Oh, that would be good, you know? And that is definitely something that's like super real. I feel like from a Christian perspective, like I, I talk about it with, you know, other Christian creators all the time. Like we'll make a video and it's like, that's funny. Or like a company that reaches out to you that quite frankly, we shouldn't probably vouch for. And it's like, yo, they're going to pay the big bucks. And it's like, dude, it's it's difficult and it's a fine line to walk i think that with, for my example like i'm in comedy and i think comedy is always pushing the envelope so I, I really like to flirt with the line never really like to broad jump over it right um but you know for any creator and I, I really like to think that i share the gospel through my comedy um and if not i'll make a serious video like once a quarter like my quarterly checkup <laughs> I'm, I'm due for one i'll probably make one tomorrow or something yeah um but but for people that like share the gospel i think that the first thing that you have to do you know if your heart truly is there is like is what i'm preaching like sound doctrine you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. like there's people on tiktok like david ladding uh elijah lamb who are just like studs for jesus you know what i'm saying like dude these guys know what they're talking about and they're good but because they're so knowledgeable and they don't really have to get hung up on what am i saying their presentation is amazing too right mm-hmm. now they could be smoking mirrors and have an amazing presentation. Like probably I'll call them false prophets. Some of the false prophets you see on TikTok who present things great. And it's yeah. like, yo, you're not, not saying anything, but I think for people that are like, I want to share the gospel, you know, and I want to do it seriously. Like the first thing you got to do is like, well, dude, what are you saying? Mm-hmm. And then once you're like very kind of autonomous and like, yeah, I can like rattle off like specific biblical truths. Okay. And now how's your presentation? You know how can we get this in front of more people? Because it it is like at the end of the day, like churches want to grow. You know, you do want to have like followers, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, But it's kind of all in vain if like what you're preaching is just whack, you know.
0: Yeah, and I think going back to what you said earlier, and and I'm preaching to myself on this too, but I think that if you're going to be a creator that claims to represent Jesus, I think for like the first thing is you've got to know Jesus yourself. I mean, it's just like you can't go out and play basketball without having the fundamentals of knowing how to play basketball, you know? And like you and I try to play golf, like we can go onto the golf course. We may not look like a golfer if we don't know the fundamentals. And so I think just from my perspective, that would be the encouragement that I would give too. And I, and I'm, I obviously can do much better that myself too, is, is being in, in the word a lot more and, um, making sure that my own example in real life is lining up with what i'm doing publicly you know Um, i don't have nearly the the platform that you do with this podcast but i mean still like people listen to it and there's strangers that i don't even know that listen to it and you know i want to make sure that if i was ever called out on something that i can i can vouch for the truth that that is mentioned in here you know and i try to be very selective about the guests that i have on here i've had some people that have reached out that have wanted to be on the show and had to do some investigating and it was like i don't think that that message is what i want on my show uh, and sometimes that's just like divisive topics. Like, you know, I, there's just certain topics that I don't really want to touch on my show quite yet. Cause it's really meant to be like, I, there's serious conversations on here, but I want it to be kind of a lighthearted, fun conversation nice. that people could listen to. Like, I'll have authors on and we'll talk about their books. And sometimes their books cover heavy topics, but like, I'm not really trying to get controversial. Dude, you know? I, I feel just not,
1: that. I feel that. Yeah. You know, like, because I'll, I'll see people, it's so funny. So I'm like literally just the most average human ever. Right. Like, I, <laughs> intelligence wise, athleticism, like you name it, just I'm I'm an average guy. (laughs) And it's so amazing that because all of a sudden I have like a remote following on TikTok or whatever, when something happens that is like a divisive topic, um, something macro economic, whatever, all of a sudden people will comment, you know, I can't believe you haven't addressed this. And I won't say anything specific. I'll leave it up to everyone's imagination. But you know what I'm talking about. And I'm like, right. You know, why would I? And so to your point, it's like,
0: It's probably the same topic that I'm avoiding on my own show.
1: Probably. There's a couple of them. And it's (laughs) just like, dude, I feel like I hear people just run circles around this all day long. And usually, like, it's hateful and it's soul sucking. And Mm -hmm. it's important to be, like, educated and have, you know, your position. But, like, dog, like, I hear it all day. I don't want to regurgitate that even further. Like, I'd like for kind of like what you're saying about your pod. I'd like for, like, my page to be something that's funny and Mm -hmm. you know a little bit of biblical truth but we're not going to dive into the newest political fad that quite frankly in like five years it's going to be something else completely different you know you know it's just you hear so much of that stuff and it's important to like have serious discussions of course but like that goes back to who I am you know what are we you know TikTok user 71859 that has a profile picture of you know their dog and you know doesn't have any videos what dialogue are you and I going to have that's really going to <laughs> change things? exactly So yeah, it's, it's just kind of knowing that.
0: Yeah. And I think like when, when you're talking there, kind of what comes to mind is like, I think that if you're a creator, it, really whatever, whatever it is that you're wanting to do, like just be true to yourself. Like no. I'm not a pastor. I don't have a theology degree. I didn't go to seminary. So like, I don't want to stand on, you know, a, a, a digital pulpit, I guess, and and talk about certain things that like there are pastors and authors that are far more qualified to speak on certain issues than I ever would dream of. It's like, I, I'll talk about the things that I'm passionate about that I think affect me and the things that I've dealt with, but like, there's just certain topics that I'm like, I, I, I believe what I believe on that topic, but I'm not in any position to lead yeah. a discussion about it. And I think that I've seen some Christians want to wade into those waters uh, especially on social media, that man—they're yeah. not—they're—they—you know—they need the the floaties to swim in those waters, and they're Literally. trying to be out there swimming in it. So that's Literally. that's just what I've kind of noticed. <laughs> that
1: was me when I when I first started popping off on TikTok, which, by the way, was because people thought I was Clay Jensen from Thirteen Reasons Why. beside the point, <laughs> I again this was very early, kind of in. I didn't have good counsel. You know, didn't have roommates that were Christian. And I thought to myself, hey, you know, I'm starting to get a following. I should do a podcast where I talk about these hard-hitting topics in Christianity and preach the gospel. You know, I'm giving myself like a, a pump-up talk in the mirror, right? Rally cry. This is going to be great. And I got the best advice ever from one of my friends who at the time was a pastor, and I respect to him a ton still today. He, he was literally like, I was like, you know, what do you think, blah, blah, blah. And he was like, don't. Mm-hmm. I was like, don't? Are you telling me to not preach the gospel? But like, Looking back on it, I'm so glad I didn't because there's so much weight if you're gonna begin to like preach a- a- on any platform and really dive into those topics. It's like, dog, there's weight there. And you're exactly right. I was two packs of floaties on each arm trying to swim in these waters. And I'm thinking, yeah, I'll give counsel to the world. So that would be my advice. Any any Christian that is still swimming with the floaties that thinks, yeah, I can address these topics head on and yeah. don't yeah just of
0: like that analogy I, I just thought of it i think it's I like that that's analogy, good yeah Dude. uh you, you kind of mentioned this earlier and I, I know i'm kind of going in circles my, br- my brain is just going different ways here you were talking about deconstruction earlier and, and i guess i yeah. kind of wanted to get into it i mean just we're, we're kind of talking about this of just the genuineness of faith and i i have seen a lot of um, uh, like i think it was like the lead singer of hawk nelson who was a band that i loved growing up mm-hmm. announced that he was like detaching himself from the faith and deconstructing and we've seen actually a number of christian singers and artists that have done that oh yeah um you you mentioned it so i'll kind of give you the the floor here but i mean where where is your heart i mean i guess maybe give a brief description for people that are listening that don't know what deconstruction is but it's a it's a thing that i Mm. keep seeing quite a bit uh from christians especially public christians that uh maybe they've been burnt by something or, or something happens culturally and they're kind of renouncing their faith but um yeah, I mean, how, how does that play into kind of what you do, and and I guess in the sense of also being genuine about your faith during all of it?
1: Hmm. I've always, I'm glad we're talking about this. I, I'm very, very split on deconstruction <sighs> because on one side, right, I, I feel as though the people that are deconstructing, and I hold deconstruction in kind of a different spot than reformation. I feel like if I'm like reforming my faith, I'm keeping Christ at the center. But I'm starting to still I can still critically think, okay, but my pastor did this. Okay, maybe he's not a the person I should follow. You know what I'm saying? So like reformation, keeping Jesus at the center, but then like deconstruction, probably the same instances of noticing things in the church where like broken people are doing very broken things and hurting other people because that's what we do. But then deconstructing through the lens of, well, this is my truth or this is the world's truth. And that's like phony. You know what I'm saying? Like, we don't have a truth. You you know, you just have kind of the result of everything you believed up until this point. There is no, there either either is the truth or not. So that's one part is I feel for those people because it's like, yeah, you were burned by someone that was claiming to be a Christian. um, And I hate that they pushed you away. And at times I'm like, I can't blame you. Like, I get that. But then kind of the flip side of it is, Because I think deconstruction, to put it the way Matt Chandler called it, deconstruction has now become sexy. It's not just people who were, like, legitimately, like, hurt by someone in the church. There was, like, a trend on TikTok that was, like, uh, this, that's me. And
0: And,
1: and then it's, like, phrases, like, very basic items that, like, anyone could address. It's, like, you know, if God good, why bad things happen? You know? Or, like, why did my pastor say this? And it's like something that's very rudimentary. And it's like, if you're deconstructing like your entire religious beliefs over this, I feel like it's for a couple of reasons. Maybe you just want to be like, like it's the fad. And oh, you know, I don't want to. So it's kind of like twofold, right? It's like mm. there is actual church, or excuse me, actual like hurt in the church. I mean, goodness, you name it. Like the church yeah. is like covered it up probably. But like, then there's. I think kind of like, and this is, I guess, in tune with our world today, kind of like a victimization mindset. It's like, it's not, a, it's not already bad enough that we have a bunch of victims of like legitimate hurt. It's like, now everyone's like, I'm a victim too. You know, I'm a victim. And it's like, no, someone yeah. just like corrected you one time and they were probably right. You know, that doesn't mean you need yeah. to do this job. So it, it's tough. That that's that was such a word vomit, But that's like, still kind of where well, I'm no, all over the place.
0: Well, and I, I think you and I are very similar in that, in that. I have noticed that it has definitely become a trend, and to the point where I've I've stopped myself short of of posting this on the internet. But I I got so tired of seeing conversations about deconstruction because I felt like it was being glorified, and I and I say this with a little bit of trepidation because I don't mean to belittle somebody who is legitimately deconstructing exactly. their faith because I I went through something about six years ago very very difficult my youth pastor or my 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 one of my uh, worship pastors when I was a middle school or high school or he was one of the biggest. Uh, I guess mentors of my faith he was killed by mm-hmm. a drunk driver he and his 16 his year old daughter and his mother were all killed by a drunk driver. And I I went through a very, very, very difficult season that actually prompted what was going to initially be the idea for a book that I was writing. And it it was, it was super dark. And I was like questioning literally like, what, why, what's the point of me going to this basketball game if it doesn't really matter? Like, it just like questions like that. so like, in a way I was deconstructed. I've been through it. So like, I know that it's like. That's a real thing, but really one of the best books that I've read, and I got to have him on the show was Barnabas Piper, John Piper's son, Barnabas Piper. Oh, yeah. um, He he came onto the show. We talked about a book. It's called Help My Unbelief, um, which interestingly you talked about the whole my truth, uh, the truth. He talks about that in another one of his books called Hoping for Happiness. So that was a cool yeah. idea. But like his book Help My Unbelief is really about that verse in the Bible that says, "What I believe, help my unbelief," and it's talking about you know just I, I bad things happen. I don't understand it. And and I think like that, that really does happen. Man, I was seeing so many people talk about deconstruction and it was like, what, what's the source of it? You know, what's, and I, I again, right. I'm not trying to belittle, belittle anybody's experience, but like, man, it did seem like it became a fad and um, I don't know where I'm really going with that, but it just no, it felt it, like it was, it was becoming like a trendy thing.
1: And it's become kind of as all things do now, it's, it's a moneymaker. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, like, and and Relevant so was
0: posting an article like every two weeks about somebody
1: deconstructing. Exactly. And so, and again, to kind of your point, right? Like, there are legitimately like a good number of situations where it's like, that's illegal. Like, I can't believe someone in the church did that. I understand why you're here. But then there's like the flip side like, they're like the ex evangelical and deconstruction accounts who like they'll just take like the newest, you know, video from a Greg Locke sermon on a weekly basis to be like, look at you know, Christian nationalist serenity. And it's like this is Christianity. And it's like this picture that's painted for maybe somebody. And it's like, you know, okay, you know, you're going to the literal most radical, weird, wacky pastor in the country. You know, it, it, and so it's again, it goes back to like the lens, right? Like of course you want to paint it through that distorted lens. Um, as far as like the deconstruction goes. So it's just, it's weird. It's like there's that component of like yeah i can profit off of this now and make content and make money and that's why something i always try to flirt with is like i don't want to be a deconstruction account (laughs) you know yeah um i don't want to paint an unfair lens of of christianity in the church because i do believe christianity is amazing um but yeah it's tough man and it sounds it sounds like you're like tiptoeing the line too it's like I don't want to offend people but it's like let's be honest here like yeah you know you stubbed your toe in in the youth you know during a youth sermon like uh, let's yeah. not deconstruct over everything
0: <laughs> yeah and i saw a headline today from i think it was the washington post but it was talking about i think we were talking before we recorded but i mean the, the new hulu documentary about the fall wells and the stuff that yep, went yep. on at liberty um it was a headline that said that it was it said something like new hulu documentary exposes the truth about uh, the, the Christian right, right-wing Christianity or, or something like that. And it was like, and it was, a, it was an opinion piece. It wasn't, you know, it wasn't like a news piece. It was somebody writing an op-ed, but it was like, that's not the truth about the Christian culture. Like that was it's not a very far extreme situation of people that were like lost and they were not living according to the Bible. And yep. it just so happened that it was the son of a very prominent, pastor from our country's history at the largest christian university like yes they were representing god but that's not really god and i think i see that a lot from people that they're not into faith and i don't blame anybody for feeling this way they see somebody who claims to be a representative of christ acting a certain way and they're like oh well if that's what christianity is then i don't want that uh, and, yeah. and our, our pastor here uh, i live in kentucky uh, and our pastor here talks about this a lot where you know we have got to be True representatives, like we don't want somebody thinking that we are misrepresenting Christ. And I guess to bring this all 100%. back to social media, to bring this back to social media, the people that that do have a platform, and we, we may have addressed this earlier a little bit, but just like how how much care should people give to their platform, no matter how big or small, if they're claiming to have? I mean, I see people all the time on Twitter like they've got a Bible verse in their in their mm. uh, in their bio, and it's always those people that are you know the, the first to cuss somebody out and it's like come on and you know, like like and look we're all sinners like we're gonna make mistakes don't get me wrong about that i'm not saying that at all but like yeah we do want to be the representative representation of christ and the faith um i guess this is kind of a two-part question I, I don't know who listens to this podcast i think it's probably mostly believers but but i do hope that there are some people that are curious about the faith that are listening yeah. the first part is i guess what what encouragement or or advice or just kind of caution would you give to those that are maybe new to the faith or skeptical about the faith that, Hey, some of these wackos, they're not real like representations of Christ. And then I guess on top of that, what, uh, I don't know, warning would you give to creators like, Hey, like tread lightly and tread carefully with your, with your platform. If you are Mm. claiming to be a Christian.
1: Yeah. It's, it's so weird. Um, because generally to answer the first question, when you see Christianity critiqued, Maybe under an unfair lens, it's usually like whenever we have to describe, like give an adjective to the Christianity. So maybe the right side will say, look at these extremely progressive Christians. And then the left, look at right wing Christianity, you know? And I think you and I, like the majority of Christians who are like reasonable people, look at both sides and be like, yeah, that's not like Christianity at all. Mm -hmm. You know, there was a guy when I was at SFA, I didn't run track, if you can imagine that. I'm not fast, but. (laughs) i had a buddy who was on the track team and it was hilarious because there was a guy who was the manager for sfa's track team so he was at every practice blah, blah blah but on his social media and outside of the track realm he would post and tell people i'm on the track team okay and it was kind of funny checking his socials because people from his hometown knew like you're not that talented and so it's kind of like that i feel like as christians it's like we see people who for, for, I would call it the benefits. There are benefits to being a Christian in certain realms Mm -hmm. for the benefits. They're like, yeah, I'm a Christian. You know, I got the Bible verse in my bio. What are you talking about? Yeah. And you can truly see in their hearts that like, like Jesus just isn't there, you know, um, it's at times maybe a little difficult to tell, but like in these crazy situations where people are like writing about it, They're probably not Christians, dude. And I hate to say that about somebody. I never want to claim someone's faith from them because I'm messed up. I've done some stuff where people have probably been like, yo, is he a Christian? I get that. But when we look at it kind of from a movement lens, you know, of like Greg Locke, you know, being whatever, it's kind of like, is that really a Christian church or is that just a, you know, a big right wing political rally every Sunday? So that's difficult. And my advice to maybe someone that's listening to this that isn't a Christian is, that truly truly vast majority of christians are not <laughs> radical in that sense yeah. and are very <laughs> reasonable people uh, it's so crazy that i have to like beg like i promise we're normal um but you know you know even if you are just surrounded by crazy christians uh, following jesus is the most like uh, most worthy thing like i've ever done in my life you know yeah. and i would say it's absolutely worth any sort of maybe haste or, or like difficulty you might hit and um, trying to find a community following Jesus is just so much freedom and peace. And so, you know, forget for a second, everybody that's around you, that's a Christian and just like focus on the cross and like what, who, who Jesus is and like what he did and just like what that means. Like, Oh my gosh. So anyways, on my soapbox there. Yeah. For a second, you no. just gotta forget about the people and look at Jesus, but twofolds. Um the second part was kind of like, you know, Christians that are online and kind of what would you say like watching over their witness?
0: Well, just like yeah, they they've got a platform so like, you know, guarding that responsibly. Yeah. I guess, you know, carrying that out. I guess what encouraged we may have talked about a little bit earlier, but just mm-hmm. like what 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 warning would you give to them that like, hey, you got you've actually got a lot of uh pull, you got a lot of, yeah. you know, just I don't know, weight to what you're doing. Uh you know, I mean, you, whether like, like, could be 20 followers could be, I mean, 500,000. I mean, uh, just b- making sure that they are legit.
1: I mean, I mean they're, if they are you know, just legit people. Yeah. It, it, I mean, to like answer that, like, as far as your pool, if you have 20 followers, I mean, they'll make a, a gigantic million dollar documentary about a crazy guy at Liberty university. I'm not saying they'll do that about, you know, a Christian on social media, but if they'll do that much for that, you know, surely you have weight with your 20 followers. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Uh what's the only hey Jesus had 12 followers? Right. Yeah. You know I mean? So <laughs> that's right. He's only had 12. So yeah, you know, with that, there's like so much responsibility. And I've probably done a less than stellar job with it. I think my big piece of advice is that less is more. When we usually try to give the articulate well thought out response in a in a comment section, probably not the best, or the video response, less is usually more with the less really catering and erring on the side of just being very specific to what Jesus taught and who he is, and probably keeping our opinion out of it. Um, but I mean, it's just kind of watching your tongue too, dude. I'm sure like you're a journalist, like you get it. Like yeah. articulating things, you know, you don't have to articulate things perfectly, but I think you, if you're really trying to watch your witness online, you got to do it kindly. And I've done a poor job at that. And like, frankly, I don't know what impact that's had. Uh, people that I've been rude to, uh, because they were snappy with me. Um, you know, that's something that, uh, I'll have to answer for, uh, because who knows what, what came from that,
0: man. I I used to be so bad about that when I was in my early twenties and I was in college and I just, I had this like idea, like, Oh, I'm in journalism school. i I'm, I've got a I've got a better way with words than my peers and yeah. man, I would I would start the stupidest arguments on Facebook and it was always about sports but like I would just rile people up for the adrenaline yeah. of riling people up and I look back at that and I'm like I'm just I mean granted I was a kid but it's like I was so embarrassed by that but even now it's like I have to really stop myself from like clapping back because I could really like there are times whenever I could really cut somebody down and it's like I've oh, really yeah. gotta I've got to stop myself if I truly want to be. You know, a witness for Christ and like I've gotten myself into trouble with that before and and I've had to, you know, people that are that are above me have had to sit me down and say like, look, yeah. you know, you're representing us now like in different companies I was working for or whatever the case is or even just like fellow Christian brothers being like, hey, man, like, it's not how you need to be talking to people and it's like, there is such a power that you don't realize you know, one tweet, one comment, like how many people are going to see that and screenshot it and yeah. share it. You know, like if, you, if you're if you a relatively well-known person and it's like, oh, this is so-and-so and they host this podcast and they said this to this person, it's like, man, you can ruin the credibility. You can ruin your witness. And there's just a lot of, uh, not not to like scare people that are Christian creators, but like, you know, you're not an anonymous person. 20, Once you step out yeah. into the public, like you, you, you step out into the public sphere, you're not an anonymous person really. I mean, you're representing that, you know, if, if you say, "Hey, I host this podcast, and it, you know, it's a Christian podcast," it's like I better be better be careful yeah. about the conversations I have on here. I mean, there's been some conversations where I've I've uh, I've not aired them because I'm just like that went a different way than I thought it was going to, and I don't want that on my show yeah. to represent it. Or I've had to edit parts of conversations out where the guest uh, was speaking inaccurate doctrine, and I was like, I don't want yeah. listeners to hear this. and be misconstrued, have it misconstrued. So big time, yeah. yeah. I, I think just wielding that power carefully. That's a, that's yeah. a really good.
1: And, and usually it starts too. I found it starts with not being, for me at least, and this might help some somebody, not being as matter of fact, and not being like, well, actually, and you know, factually. Usually starting conversation because usually when you with that you're like assertive and like I'm on attack mode yeah. and I'm gonna get them now. Oh, I'm yeah. own them because uh, we believe we're right, you know, and then they believe yeah. they're right. Usually starting the the conversation, if it is like an arguments discussion, it feels as though at times we can't even have really discussions now. But starting it with like, you know, well, I, I feel as though or I was under the impression of, and kind of erring for the side of like, hey, I'm not saying I have it all figured out. You know, this is my best, you know, culmination of where I'm at in life. This is what I believe or this is what I thought. And usually I, I think that disarms people fairly well. Because they're like, oh, okay, this isn't like attack mode. Like, uh, this is just genuinely someone like articulating their beliefs, and you know what, I might not be right, and, but I can articulate mine. You know, I, I think if we took ourselves a little less seriously at times in the comment section, we would be, we would be money.
0: <laughs> I'm right there with you, and that's, I mean, just to kind of bring it all back to center. I mean, that's what I love about accounts like yours, where it's like, you know, we can, we can watch those videos, not take ourselves too seriously, and. And kind of poke fun, you know, just about like the the goofy yeah. things that go on in the world and, and in the church. And um, yeah, I I like I said earlier. I mean, I, I love the I love the videos. I love the <laughs> just the different characters, and it's just funny to see like almost like a it's almost like a series with the different characters where it's like yeah. you go back and kind of watch you know th- this is the you know the church chat video from there. Then you walk and you watch it again, and it's like just kind of different videos with different characters, and and they carry on kind of a, not necessarily a storyline, but it's like funny to see how like one plays off the other one and that sort of a thing. So Oh yeah. You got to keep them all in a twin. They're
1: all connected. <laughs>
0: that's right. Uh, so the show that is called in no hurry. So one of the, the final questions I love to ask my guests is, you know, when, when you're not working, I, I think obviously the, uh, the, the videos are part of it, but what what do you do to kind of slow down in life whenever things are going mm. crazy and tectic, you know, maybe golf is that for you, but just what's kind of your way to, to peel back from just the craziness of life and find some stillness
1: yeah yeah definitely golf is one uh if i'm shooting poorly maybe not but golf certainly <laughs> helps me because you've got to kind of focus in on something for you know four hours you can't really be doing a bunch of things uh maybe if you're good you can focus on other things i have to focus on my game uh so golf is a great one um but even even time with my wife when we like it kind of no electronics you know what i'm saying just kind of Phones yeah. in the other room, you know, no TV on, just kind of like eating some dinner and talking. It really, dude, I feel like just, because I mean, you know, work, I'm on computers, you know, you got TV, my phone. I feel like my brain's just rotting, looking at screens all day. So just kind of unplugging and, you know, just getting to spend time with like my wife or our puppies or our friends. Like that's usually my uh, my unwind time. Um, so, yeah. yeah.
0: Yeah, I'm right there with you. The golf can be relaxing until you hit a bad shot and then it's, it's not pounds. Do you, do you walk the full 18? Is that you said no. four hours? So, Goodness.
1: Okay. No, but usually I'll never play alone. Like I'll play with like, only if I've got like, you know, three other buddies going so we can just have a day. Yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah there's a course, like not even three minutes from my house. And it's one of those that like, it's a, it's a nine hole course. So if you want to play 18, you just play yeah. it around again. But like, it's quick enough to play that like that during that summer of 2020, I would go out there and I would just get a cart and I would just Boom. play by myself. And I I would knock out a a round of nine in like an hour and a half, you know, depending on if there was anybody else. So sick! That's the dream,
1: dude. Just get out there, three minutes away, pull up. That's awesome.
0: Yeah, it's such a narrow course. Like it's just like there's only a couple holes that are relatively long. So it's like it's not it's it's not a par three course, but like as far as a full length golf course, it's pretty short. It's a so you don't have to tell
1: people that though. So like when you shoot like a you know a seventy nine. They don't have yeah. to know it was a par sixty. They don't have to know that. You yeah. Like, yeah, man, I shot a seventy nine. Oh, yeah. good. <laughs> I let, was getting to the point where I mean,
0: I was not, I was not good by any means, but I was getting to the point where I was like feeling pretty confident. You know, not, my dad mm-hmm. is a big time golfer and and plays all the time. And he always had said when I was younger, he was like, "Man, if you really like tried at this, I think you'd be pretty good." And I just tennis came very naturally to me, so yeah. I just pursued that. Uh and and you know, if you're gonna play an expensive sport, you kind of gotta pick between tennis and golf. It's you can't really play both. It kind of gets a little yeah. pricey. So I was like, oh, I'm gonna go with the uh the racket club sport here. So um I I like playing golf. I just had never played it enough to where I got, you know, pretty good at it. And so that summer I was like, man, I'm really gonna dedicate myself. And then last summer I did this, like, really long writing intensive for, like, 12 weeks where I was, you know, working on my book that summer, and I was, like, mm-hmm. any any free time that I had, I was kind of working on creative stuff, so I didn't get to the golf course as much, and then um, people that listen to the show know we, our house was hit by a tornado about a year ago. Oh, no and way. So, so we, were, we were displaced for, like… Gosh, eight and a half months. We just moved in about two months ago. Back well in August, so a little bit more than two what? months ago. Oh my so like gosh. the last, the last year, the last, yeah, the last year was uh, was wild. So I, I didn't, I, don't, I think I played golf maybe one or two times this year, like maybe for like Father's Day or something. I don't even yeah. remember. So I got to get back into it when the weather gets nice. The last dude. couple of years have just been upended from all of us. <laughs> dude, holy cow, a tornado! Yeah. yeah. So I, this, I mean, nuts. this podcast, like, I didn't, I didn't do a lot of shows, um, just life kind of stopped for uh yeah. you know, the last eight and a half months well from december it was december 11th when it hit so december and we moved back in in august and um yeah dude it was like this office like we, were, we just re- i mean you're you can see me on video listeners can't see me. like we we just redid this office yeah. and like it's, it's 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 been a blessing but like man it's been a hard year so golf kind of went to the the uh the side a little bit you dude, know so. holy cow that's crazy good i mean yeah.
1: thank god that you guys are you know back where you need to be though like back in the home and stuff holy cow that's crazy
0: yeah well, my wife usually comes on the show uh for our wedding anniversary which is uh december 23rd so sometime that week like, we'll and we talked about it a little bit last year on the podcast but like we'll definitely recap this past year dude it was wild yeah, like dude man like we just had one thing after another so uh, people that are listening tune back tune back in December we will we'll recap this past year dude it was it was like you know you don't want to talk about having your faith tested it was one of those years where it was like yeah. okay like not that I was questioning God but it was like what more can you give us man like we' little yeah, yeah. anymore type of thing so yeah it got pretty heavy at times so that's why like things like comedy like your videos I mean like people are going through all kinds of stuff I think it just it really helps to have a diversion and laughter is such a just a good natural medicine. You know, I mean yeah. just like when you're going through something, it's like, man, just like whenever we're going to sleep, like my wife would be like, Hey, can you show me show me three funny videos before we go to sleep? And like, I'll just go oh, that's like, nice. I like that. You know, I'll go to like the I'll go to like the videos that I've liked on TikTok and we'll just watch some funny ones or like you know, some cat videos, something with some serotonin in it. Yes, so, dude. Yeah.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <Some> <laughs> well, <serotonin> uh, bits.
0: <laughs> yeah. So where uh where can people connect with you? Obviously on, on TikTok, you know, just kind of share your handles. Where do you where do you hang yeah. out on the internet?
1: Yeah, yeah, TikTok is um just Josh Vinson the Rapper. Um, maybe one day I'll live up to that name, but uh <laughs> no rap music as of late, but Josh Vincent the Rapper on TikTok. Uh on Instagram, uh we have kind of a, a church chad page, we call it, uh, where Caleb and I run together. So you can just type in church chad to find us and same on YouTube too. We're gonna do some cool stuff like on YouTube coming up on our church chad page. Um have you ever watched Between Two Ferns? Yes, with Zach Galifianakis. We really want to do kind of a, a Christian version of a kind of an awkward interview style, like video and stuff. Yeah. I, I have a guy who's like awesome with the, with the video camera, um and so we've got a couple people who want to come on and kind of like Christian personalities just kind of want to make fun of them, honestly, but have them yeah. in in true to red fern fashion, like roast me back better. You know, maybe yeah. give them a peep of the question so they can you know roast me back. So hopefully we can get that up and running on YouTube before, you know, maybe 2023, but yeah, that's where, where everybody can find me.
0: That's awesome, man. I'm looking forward to that. So Josh Benson guys, check him out. Josh, thanks for so much for, for coming on the show. For and sure, I really bro. appreciate yeah. it. I mean, obviously appreciate the comedy, but, but also just the genuine, uh, the genuine insight and, and just thoughts on, on these important topics. Cause I mean, I think as Christians, not that we always have to have serious conversations, but I think it is good to be reflective and and really ponder, I mean, just what's going on in Christian culture and, and being yeah. aware of just the goings on and and different, different things. So appreciate your heart, appreciate the comedy. And, and again, thanks for coming on.
1: Yeah, appreciate you, bro. Thank you.
0: Well, thanks again to Josh for joining me this week on the show. Hope you guys enjoyed hearing from him. And if you are on TikTok, I know not everybody's on TikTok. Some people are super anti TikTok. But if you are on there, make sure you check him out at Josh Benson, the rapper. His videos are hilarious. Speaking of social media, you guys know where you can find me at Cole Claiborne on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, all of that. And again, would love for you guys to subscribe to my newsletter on Substack. You can find all of that information on ColeClayborne.com, or just check the show notes and you'll find all of the links there. This is Thanksgiving week, so I want to make sure that I do thank you guys for checking out the podcast. And I just, I really do appreciate it. Whether you're new or you've been around a while, it means a lot to me that you would check this show out, whether it's one episode or you've listened to multiple. It means a lot. One of the best ways that you can help is by telling your friends about this show. If you think that there are people in your life that would enjoy this show and the different conversations that we have on here, please share this with them. And it also really helps if you leave a comment on Apple Podcasts that kind of just helps the algorithm put shows in front of people that are liking and listening to other similar shows. But hey, this week, make sure you spend plenty of time with family and loved ones. Make sure you let them know grateful for them and as always hope you guys find some time to relax and not be in a hurry and we'll catch you next time